One of the better movie theme songs from the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and Bat Dance. Bat Dance and the, like we said, the fucking, uh, the... Keep busting. Uh, Dragnet rap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's shit. Land Citizens on Patrol. Mm. Oh, and Citizens on Patrol, of course. And Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Footloose. Footloose, yo. Caddyshack. Yeah. Schindler's List had a good rap at the end. I'm Schindler, not Hitler. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. You ever get the the Saturday morning cartoons that was like performed by popular artists of the day? Like I think Tripping Daisies on there and shit, and like what? like Sublime doing Hong Kong Fui. And oh yeah, that was what? The better one. Yeah, I did not know that. Oh, then uh, Reverend Horton Heat doing Johnny Quest is, yep. is pretty good. What? The yeah, fuck. I have to. Well, that's that where the face to face Popeye the Sailor Man oh, comes yeah. from. That fucking the only tablature on the internet of like found for that it was attributed to my old band in North Dakota because we covered it. Oh. And I think Dane wrote a tab one time and posted, so... <laughs> cool. But, yeah, Papa the Sailor Man, and uh, what the fuck are some other ones on there? There's... Uh, Underdog by the Butthole Surfers. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, Was this that, all on one record? Yeah. It's just called Saturday Morning Cartoons. It has a cool cover art of this, this kid sitting in front of a TV, like, drooling with, like, big zombified eyes, and... What the fuck? It's from, like, the middle 90s. I have no idea. I this seems like some shit that would be relevant to your fucking interest. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. There's another TV theme song, but somehow I just bought it from a guy on, who's just walking around during Warp Tour. What? <laughs> but hey, you want to buy some illicit TV theme songs? Yeah. Check this out. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Stick. Yes. Night. Mm-hmm. Now, now you just need your proton pack. Yep. That's gonna be like a year away. And then your Ecto One full size, like oh the car, yeah the car. That's actually I don't think there's any left. I was gonna say didn't they, they say anything? They use they the bu- last three, the last like five, I think. yeah, <laughs> and they cut two of them up. Dad, what's going on? We're doing a podcast. No, I'm saying I hear like your your like that thing. Boy. That thing. <laughs> it was like it was like making sounds like you guys were doing the podcast, and I didn't know why. Yeah, I was showing it off. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for your concern, citizen. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Have fun. They got to keep that in now. Yep. <laughs> well, I just struck by the irony of the fact that the guy that plays bongo drums is inhabiting our recording space playing bongo drums on the day of the year where everybody's out in the biggest park in Seattle playing bongo, playing bongo drums. drums. Yes. He's locked in his basement like a crouching masturbator. <laughs> Fucking Which is what we should be doing. Yes. <laughs> locked locked Weird. in the chamber. If anybody's going to crouch and masturbate, it's Will. <laughs> uh, Knock that off, Will. Yeah. Okay, so welcome back to how the West is fucked. How the West was fucked. Ah!
I jump f- up when I'm done. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a big un- reveal at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! And jazz hands. <laughs> splash, yeah. splash, splash, splash. <laughs> and I clap them together and they stick. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Fucking, where was I? Oh, um, I know where we were. We were about, people are about to get shot, right? Yeah, you have to oh. say the name of it. What? It said, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Oh, you already did, yeah. Oh, okay. that. Right before the masturbation part. Yeah. That's how it usually works. Right before the cum hands. I think that's what most of our listeners expect. You say the name and then the masturbation begins, right? <laughs> is, that, is that not the way we do this? Isn't that what a podcast is? Yeah. Masturbatory history or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this has gone off the rails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, if you're joining us now, and if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we were talking about lion herps and the and the other herps, the Virgil herps. The you say the lion herps, lion herps. Oh, right, right. But there's, there's only a lot one of lion, lion but mostly pimpin, pimpin herps. Yeah, big, big pimpin herps. <laughs> but so we kind of edged you guys up to uh, the the fucking climax that is the OK Corral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with this metaphor. Yeah. Um, when we're done with this episode, we're all going to jump up and shake our hands around yep. and then stick them together. Yep. But uh, so uh, I don't fucking know where we left off. Well, I think we left off that uh, they're headed down to the OK Corral. Okay. And then Behan comes up to him and say, I disarmed him. Which, which he's which, full of absolute shit. Yeah. What he did is asked him to... to Put up their guns, and they said, "Well, nope. we're leaving town anyway." They yeah. said, well, that's good enough for me. That'll yeah. work. Oh Jesus! Be <laughs> such a turd. Oh my god! The pass the fucking yeah. It's like the those fucking ugh. Be hands a turd, dumbass. Everybody, okay, everybody's a turd. Well, yes. we're gonna have to continue with the comic sans and lovely NPR bo- 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 voice. <laughs> uh, so it's. It's hard to have a shootout in an actual corral, though, because they're in the vacant lot next door to the corral. Well, it wouldn't be hard to have a shootout in the corral. You just open the gate, well, walk in the well, corral. Well, I guess they do have to shoot around horses at some point. But. Yeah. Well, nobody said there was horses in the corral at the point. Hmm. But In uh, my lovely Time Life book, the illustration indicates that there's no horses, but it also indicates that there's no other buildings in the entirety of Tombstone. Other than the ones <laughs> it's in just the- a fucking <laughs> a fenced-in yard. Yep, pretty much. All right. It's like Fly's Photo Studio, the OK Corral, and like a fence. The epitaph or and something. And then a picture of Ike Clanton like running through a vacant void of space. Sick. <laughs> and Frank McLowry grabbing his guts and going like that. So, like, I made a point made a downwards. finger gun. Yep, finger guns. Mm, a lot yeah. of finger guns. Well, pretty soon the Democrats are going to take those away, too. So, Okay. <laughs> so in the vacant lot is Ike Clanton, Billy Clanton, uh, and Billy Claiborne, and Wesley Fuller, who just got there to talk to his friend Billy Clanton, then Frank and Tom McClory, and Virgil, and everybody gets there, and they say, Hey, Hi, you still have your guns. Hey, wait a second. Hey. So Virgil says, Throw up your uh, hands, boys. I intend to disarm you. Which is disarming. Yep. Uh, we will, said Frank McGlory. Then he goes for his pistol. Oh. So White goes for his, and Billy Clanton goes for his, too. And, of course, uh, Virgil says, hold on, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, basically, the uh, the movie kind of has it right, because we get all this breakdown of who shot first and when, yep. and all the whole sequence. So uh, Shows way too much of Val Kilmer's like, lips. 
in that movie. Every mm-hmm. time he's about to draw, it's like super close close up on his little fucking Gomez Adams mustache and just like twitching. Well, in the sweaty Doc Holiday face. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. It's almost like AM, ASMR for your eyes that you don't. <laughs> you know. I did not ask for this. No. <laughs> yeah, and, and him whistling comes from a book like from the twenties or thirties, so they kind of kept that into. Back when, back when you whistled if you were hard ass. Mm-hmm. So Wyatt said later that Billy Clanton aimed at him, but he knew that he wasn't a good shot. And so Wyatt aimed at Frank McClory. <laughs> That's some confidence. <laughs> and uh, basically Wyatt and Billy, they don't know exactly who fired first, but they basically fire at the same time. So Wyatt's shot hit uh, Frank in the belly. Which is why he was drawn in the Time Life book, clutching his belly and doing a finger gun at the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy's shot went wide, like wide ought, in between Morgan and Wyatt. Uh, uh, Virgil, he's carrying uh, Doc Holliday's cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he traded him for the shotgun before they got there. It's a terrible trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he tosses that away and goes for his uh, six shooter. Why am I even holding this? <laughs> <laughs> so as he's doing that, Frank McClory shoots Virgil and hits him in the calf. Virgil goes down. Yep. Should have kept the cane. Wow, now you have a cane. Now I'm just imagining uh, him riding on a baby cow, and then it gets shot out from under him. No. Unarmed, Ike Clanton uh, rushes towards Wyatt, grabs his arm, and Wyatt rams his pistol in his gut and said, the fight has commenced. Go to fighting or get away. Yep. And some accounts accounts get the hell away. Mm -hmm. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, lo- lo- like the balls on Ike, like, you know, run towards your enemy and try to right. give him a hug while <laughs> he's in the middle of a gun battle. Kill him with kindness. Uh, Ike uh, goes into uh, C.S. Fly's boarding house. Uh, Billy Claiborne followed him in. Uh, Wes Fuller, he doesn't have anything to do with this, so he backs up to get out of the way. Uh, Tom McClory dove behind a horse. Yep. Uh, Morgan aimed at Billy Clanton and hit him in the left lung. Hmm. Good thing he has two. Was, like, was the mm-hmm. horse laying down? Because no, if you dive horse. behind a horse, like you're still down by its legs, right? You're wide the fuck open. No, he's like using the, you know, you know, a horse's belly, like, you know, its torso is about the same as yours. I guess, yeah. Unless he's going to try to shoot for your legs, which you can, but that's kind of hard to hit. You're, and, mm-hmm. you know, but that's okay because Doc Holliday has a solution for that. Yep. Uh, Billy Clinton still didn't go down, even though he has a bullet in the lung. Well, he, he has two fucking fire. lungs. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Oh, Morgan uh, shoots uh, Frank one more time and then three more times at Billy. Morgan then gets hit by one of the cowboys in the shoulder. And then it plowed through his back and out the older shoulder. Ow! Kind of, kind of a weird Jesus. shot. I hope, I hope that was a 38 and not the 44. Cause, uh, or 45 low, long colt. Yep. And then Doc aims at Tom McClory, but the horsey gets in the way. So... Wyatt shot the horse and it ran away. Oh, see, it, uh, a lot of things indicate, like, you know, because, you know, shotgun's a double barrel that Doc fucking shot it once near the horse or up in the air and stuff and then scared mm-hmm. it and then blast fucking, uh, who, McClory or, no, uh, Bill, no. Tom McClory Tom hits McClory. both triggers and uh, hits him in the right side in the arm and, uh, with buckshot. Uh, he staggers out and collapses next to the Harwood house uh, next door there. The what house? Harwood. 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 Okay. Not Horwoods. Okay. Let's see. There's a, there's a band in Seattle called the Horwoods. Oh. Well, not anymore, but used to be. Uh, Doc then dropped the shotgun, grabbed his pistol, and shot Billy Clanton twice. Uh, Billy fell against the wall of the Harwood house. Billy's kind of a fucking bullet sponge. Mm-hmm. 
Morgan got back up and shot at Billy. Wyatt and Virgil, Virgil also shot at him. Uh, one hit Billy in the hand. Uh, then he changed his hands. <laughs> still <laughs> to, going. To still shoot. What a little Energizer Bunny that Billy Clanton is. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Frank McClory tries to escape but, and use his horse as a shield there. Uh, he Just picks it up. Kind of fires wildly own. with his pistol, which scared the horse away. <laughs> uh, then McLaurie takes aim at Doc and says, I've got you now. And, uh, of course, Doc says, blaze away, you're a daisy if you have. Yeah. So in the show, of course, it's... It says daisy if you do, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so he actually said that shit? Something similar to that. Something cool. similar. All right. Uh, Frank fired. It went through Doc's coat and grazed his hip. And then Doc sent around right into Frank's chest. At the same time, Morgan had shot Frank in the ear and out through his brain. So I don't know oh. if he's recovering from that one, though. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy Clanton's still fucking he's try, got one trying the, to shoot. He's, he's got one four, in the shoulder, the lung, four the fucking hand. pieces. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah, Billy's uh, still laying on the ground trying to shoot. Uh, he shot wildly in the air, and that was the last shot. So that's 30 shots in 30 seconds. Damn. These were all, uh, well, other than shotgun, all, you know. Single action, so right? Single action cock, pistols, boom, yeah. Cock, boom, six and shots per. Even though Wyatt didn't have much of a sense of humor, he looked down at the three bloody bodies and said, "We won't have to disarm them anymore." <laughs> well, I mean, is that really a joke? <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, I yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's also a statement of fact. Yeah. Uh, Billy Clinton's still alive. He's uh, trying, <laughs> trying to cock his pistol to fire more rounds. <laughs> Then uh, C.S. Fly runs over and grabs a gun out of his hands. He's fucking Boris the Bullet Dodger from fucking Sash. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what the fuck? fuck you. <laughs> then he, uh, Billy Clanton gasps and says, give me some more cartridges. <laughs> you lost. You don't get to make special requests. Oh, bullets, right. Yeah. I was thinking for his vape pen. Oh, I thought you were going to think he's got, a, his, he's got a DMT for vape his pen. Super Famicom. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And uh, after it's all over, BN comes up to Wyatt. He's the only one not hit and said, I'll have to arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> and Wyatt said, I'm not being arrested today. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. That usually works pretty well. It's worked for me in the past. After you just wiped out fucking Half four, town. four guys. <laughs> he said, you have deceived us. And you said you disarmed them. Yeah. I tried to disarm him, so it's your fucking fault, yep. dumbass. Also, you wanted to have a little. Uh, Tom McClory then passes away about then. Hour later, Billy Clanton died. Jesus. Oh, he didn't pull through? <laughs> nope. Uh, the word hit the mines, and all the miners come out, armed and ready to help, I guess. Help the Clantons or help the herbs? Probably both. <laughs> uh, Ike Clanton turned himself in and asked to be put in jail for his own protection. That is probably the best decisions he's, he's made all mm -hmm. day. Uh, later, uh, Finn Clanton comes to sound to see uh, Billy's body, then asked to be locked up with Ike just for protection, too. Uh, the next day, the McClory brothers and Billy Clanton's bodies were put on display in Tombstone. As you do. Mm -hmm. uh, later at 4 p.m., a funeral is held and attended by 300 people. Mm. So they're still pop popular, even at this, uh, even uh, well into the teens and 20s, kind of before Bat Masterson's book comes out. It, it's kind of 50-50 on... Who's a bigger piece of shit? Yeah, and uh, they still refer to Wyatt as a bad man in, in the papers when he gets arrested later on. What uh, what year did this happen? Uh, 1892, I 92, think. 92, okay. Shit, that's pretty late. Or 82, sorry. 1882? Uh, 100 years before I was born. Hmm. Could be. Yeah, August 1882, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. I don't know how many parallel 
dimensions you believe in, but <laughs> well, I haven't seen everything everywhere every, all the time or whatever. Oh, all at once? Is that what it is? I haven't seen it yet. No, neither have I. So I, I couldn't tell you. No. Let's let's I'm pause, hit pause and do it right now. Transfixed by watching traffic. <laughs> did you did you have the DMT vape pen earlier? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So the story made the papers, but it wasn't quite headline news outside Arizona. Uh, three bodies dead wasn't really a big deal. Uh, coroner's jury was held. That's why we get all these uh, informations. Behan didn't help the Earps. He said Billy Clanton uh, wanted to fight or didn't want to fight. <laughs> uh, Give me more also, bullets. And he also said Tom McClory threw open his coat and said, I've got nothing, which was a lie. Behan, piece of shit. Yeah, if wow. he wasn't on their side, he was close to it anyway. Uh, Ike Clanton testified uh, that they threw up their hands and that the Earps shot first. Uh, so did Billy Claiborne, his friend there. Uh, there's no other witnesses close enough to uh, contradict him, though. Uh, the coroner's jury's job was to say if the killings were justified or not. Basically, they didn't say anything and just reported that the three men were killed by the Earps. <laughs> why, don't uh, we, why don't we put an outhouse on trial again? Yeah, yeah, this, right. this is about his production. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Is Shivington still the coroner? No, he's dead now. He's dead now? Okay. Oh, darn. Uh, next day, the city council suspended Virgil from city marshal. Also, it's the wrong state. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ike Clanton filed murder charges on the Earps and Doc. Uh, Judge Wells Spicer issued warrants arrest for him. Doc and Virgil weren't arrested since they were bedridden because they got bullet holes in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, White and Doc were put in jail, though, but they post a bond of $10,000, which is a lot of money. Damn. I think you said Virgil and Doc weren't arrested. You mean uh, Morgan and Doc weren't arrested. What, no. I think you said Virgil and Doc weren't arrested at first, but then you said Wyatt and Doc were because they were. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause, Morgan and Virgil because Morgan were. apparently took a bullet to one shoulder that passed entirely through his other back shoulder. to the other shoulder <laughs> and somehow survived that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking magic bullet shit. Well, Spicer he defended John D. Lee in the Mountain Meadows massacre in eighteen seventy five. Oh, gross! Mm-hmm. Super duper. Uh, even though he lost the case, and John D. Lee was executed by firing squad. Ike Clanton got together uh, $10,000 for lawyers. That's a lot of money for lawyers back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was milk, uh, Will McClory. <laughs> they said milk. One of them was a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was brother of Frank and Tom. Oh, there's no conflict of fucking interest there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Will McClory uh, was pissed off that White and Doc were out on bond, and he filed a motion to get him back in jail. So Bian puts him in jail again. <laughs> They get their uh, money back? <laughs> they should have. Uh, one of their jailmates was Jerry Barton. Uh, he was the guy who shot the uh, the Mexican feller in the Charleston Saloon. The, I know it's been a while since we yeah. <laughs> were talking about that. A lot of people have been shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ike testified that the Cowboys had their hands in the air and the Earp shot them down in cold blood. Uh, Tom Fitch, the Earp's attorney, asked if he knew uh, Leonard, uh, Harry Head, and Jim Crane, the Outlaws from the second episode there. You said, what, Harry Head? Harry the Kid Head. <laughs> my, my mom knew a guy in high school uh, back in like the 50s. Apparently, his name was uh, Harry Legs. Like, if, you're, if your last name nice. is Legs, you you were not going to name your fucking kid Harry. Yeah, yeah. You suck. Name That's him, terrible. You name him Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Norm Normal Dicks. 
Yeah. Still better than uh, his his brother Les Les <laughs> Dix. Oh God, that was the uh, the fucking uh, football coach at my brother's like middle school. His name was uh, Perry Winkle. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's another shitty move on parents' part. Well, firm Dinkins. Yeah, firm Dinkins. <laughs> uh, so the Earps attorney, he's getting uh, Ike to to talk about knowing uh, all these outlaws and that they ki- killed uh, Bud Philpot. Then he asked about the secret deal to bring him in. Ike kind of admits to it in a roundabout way, but uh, declined to help them later and denied being a cattle thief. And he, uh, Ike then claims Doc Holliday shot Bud Philpot and that the Earps were the stage robbers. So he's just throwing it's just all out, this, seeing if it sticks. Yeah, it's all this I'm rubber, you're glue bullshit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Judge Spicer didn't believe uh, Ike at all. Uh, Wyatt then took the stand. Uh, Fitch had him read a prepared statement all about the troubles the Cowboys had made before. And made him show off his majestic marmot-like mustache. Mm-hmm. Like, this mustache is integrity. <laughs> and the law at the time said he couldn't be cross-examined while you're reading this prepared statement. So that kind of helped him out. Uh, they called the DA's uh, own deputy, Winfield Williams. He testified that he heard Bian talk to the injured Virgil. Uh, Bian admitted that the Cowboys drew first to Virgil. H.F. Stills testified that he warned Virgil about the men and overheard the Cowboys saying that they would murder the Earps on sight. Uh, he was an impartial witness, so uh, Judge Spicer, Spicer then let out White and Doc on bond on these testimonies. And he called in a bucket with a mop in it to testify <laughs> on, the, on the neutral behalf. <laughs> Uh, then Spicer rules that the Earps committed no crimes. Uh, the hearings lasted a month, though, so they're in and out of jail and out of court. Uh, Curly Bill heard about uh, in uh, this in New Mexico. He was in New Mexico at the time in early November. Uh, he was arrested for disturbing the peace uh, in Lordsburg. Uh, at the same time, two of his friends were lynched in Shakespeare at the time. So Curly Bill was released before them, though, so he got out of town before he was lynched. Uh, New Mexico didn't know that Curly Bill was wanted in Arizona. <laughs> so not wanting to be lynched in New Mexico, Curly go- Bill goes back to Arizona, where he might be lynched. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe check when, out Connecticut or something. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Delaware. Like, when you're a shitty fucking person as Curly Bill, it's just like, expect to have a not warm welcome. Right. the fuck you're going. Just go well, where you're... Uh, Wanted the least. Well, no, right. like you say, just go to like Delaware where they're not known for their gunslinging and shit and you can run that joint. Yeah. Uh, December 6, 1881. Well, I guess I say 1881. It's not 1882 yet. No. Uh, President Chester A. Arthur, uh, he has his speech to Congress. Uh, he condemned the outlawry in Arizona. Hello, Congress, my old friend. Uh, so they're getting a national stage. Uh, he didn't flat, uh, mention the OK Corral, though. Okay, but he called on the Congress to take action. Because the proprietors of the OK Corral didn't pay him royalty fees to like name drop them, product yeah, placement. Probably. But the, the Cowboys vowed to take revenge on the Earps, and they made out a death list. Which included the mayor, the judge, and the Earps lawyer, uh, Fitch. Is that, a, de- is that a Charlie Bronson movie? Death List, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Death. It's also always a good idea to, you know, write, write shit down. down so when you get tried, you can't, you know, premeditated is not part of 
people I'd like to kill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who the fuck just caught? Uh, oh, I was, I was listening to. Um, it was. It could happen here, uh, and they were talking about some of the old anti-abortion people, like literally, like making lists of judges and abortionists and shit they want to kill and. Getting caught with these lists, and then no, nothing's fine. Nothing happens. And blow, well, they didn't kill anybody. Then blow they off just an had... abortion doctor's head with a shotgun. <laughs> right, yeah. Like a year later. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so, Mayor John Clum, he goes and leaves town on uh, the stage, the same stage that Wyatt had brought in and sold, and the same one that Philpot was killed on wow. a, year, a year before. Uh, even though it didn't have any cash on it, it was held up two miles out of Tombstone. Damn it. So before he left, Clum uh, predicted that the Cowboys might have a put-up job on him and kill him on the stage. Right. So he takes his pistols along. Uh, Why would you not? You're traveling through the fucking Arizona wilds. <laughs> pistols. Fucking, on, on I'm going to have a goddamn Winchester in my lap. And yeah, fucking, you're, you're also on like a cursed stagecoach. It's been oh, robbed shit. a bunch of times. People have been killed on like over and over again. Fuck. <laughs> so oh, It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, so this is, of course, at dark, and uh, when they try to stop the stage, he hears one of the uh, bandits yell, make sure you get that bald-headed son of a bitch, which he probably was the only bald-headed son of a bitch on there. so fucking subtle and crafty. Yeah, right. Man, just criminal masterminds, everyone. <laughs> I think they're trying to get his dick. I think that's what it was. Oh. Uh, so they that's had a stage, but they also had a wagon falling behind. Uh, the wagon was driven by Whistling Dick Wright. All right. <laughs> I don't know. You might have too many holes in your dick if it's whistling. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, just a really big urethra, so it's like you know blowing over the bottle. Yeah, yeah. So they basically, once they get fired upon, they uh, take off because uh, the horsies freak out. Uh, they finally stop the horsies a mile later, and one horsey died from its wounds, though. So. No. Oh, we got a flat. <laughs> Uh, while they're stopped, Mayor Clum decided not to put the others at risk. So while in the confusion, he just takes off walking to Contention City. It's probably what I would have done. Contention you know, City? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's all sorts of horrible... The fuck? Like, have you ever looked at the names of places no. in, in fucking the Southwest? No. Truth and Consequences. <laughs> fucking... Are those two different... Are those two different towns one town? Contention City But it was named after... It was one of those where the game show Truth and Consequences paid a town to... Oh, it's not okay. as cool as it sounds. Okay, gotcha. But. Well, uh, Contention City's got to be like, they had like two families that moved in, and it was like, we're going to call it Smithburg, and they're going to like, no, we're going to call it Jamestown, and they couldn't come up with a, you know, whatever. How do we spell Ptarmigan? Let's yeah. just call it Chicken. Chicken, Alaska. Dick yeah. Shooter, I know. Yep, that still sounds like a fucking a ditch, you know, like baked Alaska, Chicken, Alaska. Yeah, totally. It's like what? ice cream and chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> On a waffle. Oh, yeah. Actually, you can make like a savory ice cream just using uh, chicken stock. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd maybe eat that. I don't know. I'm I'd, gonna, I'd try it. I'm not going to knock it too hard till I try it. Yeah. I don't know why I know this, but I, uh, Mike Rowe, the Dirty Jobs guy, Yeah. they said they, when they were out filming, they would just kind of fuck with each other and just put you know the little packets of, of salty ramen stuff, put that in your shower head. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Did I ever tell you about the drink I made up? Where uh, It's called the Il Pollo Loco. No. It's uh, it's tequila, uh, ranch dressing, uh, lime juice. And you shake it, and then you pour it into a glass that's rimmed with um, the, the chicken, chicken top ramen. ramen flavor packet. Mm. And then you lo- you float 151 on top and light it on fire. 
Yes, yeah, come Sounds to the good. when in Seattle, come to the Victory Lounge and get poisoned and burned. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the two wagons take off without the mirror, but they didn't notice him missing until they get to the next stop. Hey, where's that very important person? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's but skulking through the underbrush like the fucking <laughs> predator. <laughs> <laughs> but he borrows a horse from a farmer and meets him up later. Uh, the Earp brothers are recovering from their wounds. Uh, they spend a nice, quiet Christmas with each other. <laughs> Leaking. <laughs> <laughs> Leaking by the fire. Uh, December 28th, 1881, Virgil spent the night with Wyatt and Doc at the Oriental Saloon. Mm. At 11.30, he went back to his hotel room at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, there he was ambushed by three men with shotguns. Jesus. With buckshot. Ha-ha! At 60 feet. So How probably, you? Oh, 60 feet. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's a gaseous cloud coming at him. That's about it. <laughs> no, uh, it's like buckshot bouncing off your four, right. four inches, you know, your two layers of underwear, your vest, right. your <laughs> fucking inch thick coat, and you know. Yeah. But uh, one of the buckshot, it broke his arm. Uh, that's basically his main main wound there, but one grazed his spine, too. Yeah. Uh, most of it went into the windows of the building behind. Uh, two policemen saw some the three guys run off, but did nothing. I'm definitely picturing the policemen with, like, right. with the bobby hats and just like knights, like the straight up Monopoly go directly yeah, to jail yeah, yeah. fucking <laughs> policemen. Hey, you! Just waving sticks at these guys. Fuck. <laughs> nothing ever changes, man. I told mm-hmm. you about the like, I, w- I witnessed, uh, there was like cops walking by as like this guy, the some dude had his car parked and he got in an altercation with a, a Uber driver that was waiting oh, for yeah. the fare. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, well, you gotta move your car, I gotta leave. And the Uber driver's like, just hold on a second, man. Like, my fare's coming out and it'll get out of the way. And the guy's like, oh yeah? And he like flashes a big ass knife at the, at the Uber driver and the Uber driver goes, oh, that's cute, and flashes a fucking <laughs> gun at him. And then as like two cops walk by and the Uber driver's like, I need help, this guy just, this guy just uh, fucking threatened me with a knife. And the cop's like, just like, <laughs> Not I was like, my what problem. the fuck, man? Well, fuck you. in more pressing news, that shit that yeah. unfortunately uh, went down in Tejas here, we're yeah. like, oh, I don't know, we, we don't want to go in this school. Well, they're so. fucking ar- arresting parents that are trying to go well, in to save their fucking and they're, kids. And they're strapped like I was in fucking Iraq. Yeah. Fucking go your ass in a fucking building. Stack up on that goddamn door. Yeah. Uh, what, did, uh, like an hour? And then the Bortak guys get there? Yep. Fuck. And then they weren't letting them go in either, and they're like, well, fuck you. Yeah. That's uh, <sighs> fucking cowards. Anyways, so Virgil stumbles back into the bar. Uh, Wyatt got two doctors to help. Uh, they removed the buckshot near his spine in his arm. Uh, Virgil told his wife, "I still got one arm to hold you with," which Sam Elliott does do in the show. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Don't worry, girl. I still got one good arm to hold you with. <laughs> Luckily, we're in a bar. There's it's what's for dinner. Everywhere. <laughs> it's what's for my other arm. Is what's for dinner. <laughs> Uh, Ike Clanton's hat was uh, supposedly dropped in the escape. Did oh, it, my did it, God. Did it testify? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Turned on him. Uh, the paper yeah. reports Ike and Curly Bill and Will McClory did the shooting. Probably not, because McClory was out of town by that time. Uh, next day, Wyatt wired uh, U.S. Marshal Crawley Dake in Prescott. What? Crawley Dake? Crawley P. Dake. Uh that sounds a lot like Crawling Dick. Uh, I think he's in the movie, too. He's... When he, when they get to Prescott, he's like, hey, you want to be a marshal again? He's, oh, I think yeah, he's yeah, guy. yeah. And uh, why tells him about the shooting and has to be given power to appoint deputies because the local law was useless. I need the power to kill on sight any man I see with impunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> so Wyatt deputized Morgan and War and Earp 
Sherm McMaster, Texas Jack Vermillion, mm-hmm. Turkey Creek Jack Johnson. Which Texas Jack and Turkey Creek Jack and uh, what's the other guy? Um, keep going. Uh, there's Dan Tipton. Nope. Harelip Charlie Smith. Nope. <laughs> and Sherm McMaster. Yeah, oh, McMa- we already did that. Yeah, yeah, McMaster's the guy that's played by the dad from Mallrats and like Merle from Walking Dead and stuff. But he has curly hair. It throws me off because he's bald in every other fucking oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes. That's the dude that plays a... Uh... <laughs> That's his name. Hi, I'm Hank. <laughs> Hank Portrait of a Serial Killer. <laughs> Hank P. Serial Killer. It's French. Uh, no, fuck. It's... Uh, what's his name? That's the guy that was in the... Uh, it was a Yondu? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? <laughs> Hell yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> January 6, 1882, the stage between Tombstone and Bisbee was robbed. Shocking. It had $6,500 in payroll for the Copper Queen mine in Bisbee there. Uh, Pony Deal was one of the robbers. Oh, Pony Deal? Pony Deal. Still, that's fucking, you can't be anything but a cowboy. <laughs> you got nothing. No, horse dealer. Oh, right, horse dealer, I forgot. But instead, he's a horse stealer. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you think he gets inventory? In? Yeah. <laughs> Fresh new inventory. It's basically coming to that every Thursday now with the car shortages. Yeah, no like, shit. Uh, what I saw some shit on Reddit the other day where like people were like probably like uh, in a in a recovered stolen car. There was just like a list of addresses with the type of car. Like they were like a hit like shit to steal. Yeah, no, it's like uh, gone sixty seconds. Yeah, well, like, we except gotta... for there was a disconcerting amount of jeeps on there. Oh, fuck. and there's a jeep driver. Watch like, your ass, dude. Well, yeah. But this when we go do the Gambler 500 here in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to Portland. Yeah. I'm going to go around Portland. Yeah, yeah. And be armed. I'm not leaving my truck. So don't get any ideas, fucking Portland. <laughs> You're on notice in Portland, <laughs> yeah. city of Portland. <laughs> Damn it. That was about a month or two ago. Yeah, some guy went down to Portland for a car, car show that I know and at work. And he said, and then he comes out to his truck and he's like, somebody's trying to take off with it he's like excuse me can i help you <laughs> he's like oh i'm trying to get my car out of this I'm like no no you're not you're yeah. stealing it because that's my car and i have a shut off switch so you don't steal it yeah. <laughs> fuck and then you beat him to death with a shovel mm-hmm. isn't how i'd like that story to go but. we'll just go with that yep so later wyatt accuses curly bill frank stillwell and pete spence of uh, taking part in that robbery oh poor pete spence he doesn't mm-hmm. have a cool nickname nope uh, also, at the passing through at the time, as well as Fargo agent Jim Hume from the uh, Black Bart episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe he had a nickname he just didn't include because it, it was something like Suckling Pete Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mushroom Gravy yeah. Pete Spence. Cor- corpulent Pete Spence. So he was passing through to investigate. Uh, he was on another stage from Benson when it was stopped and robbed, but he was sleeping at the time. So he slept through the robbery? No, uh, well, he woke up and got a shotgun forced in his face. No. Oh. And he was robbed of his pistols. Damn it. Um, the, and then they get about $47 from the passengers and didn't have a strong box, but kind of embarrassed him for the for his career there. I wonder, they should have just made the horses like keister bags of coins <laughs> <laughs> instead of doing a strong yeah, box. Yeah, it's like Johnny Mnemonic where you just put the information inside. A, a dolphin? You. Yeah. <laughs> But in that one, uh, you know, the robbers only get forty-seven. That's because the uh, the stage uh, people had twelve hundred dollars, but they managed to hide it from them. They must have I mean, stuck the, it in, in the horse keister. I'm telling you, yep, the old stable wallet. 
Wyatt, Wyatt blames Pony Deal and Curly, Curly Bill for that one. But in reality, the suspects were Pink Truly and Alex Arnold. Pig Truly? Pink Truly. Oh. Pink Truly. That was Pig Truly, like uh, those shits that Paul drinks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pig Truly, just bacon <laughs> flavored. Oh. Yeah. So thick and salty. I'm, I'm not, it's all salty and warm. <laughs> Uh, January 17th, 1882, week after the robbery, Johnny Ringo and Doc get into it in front of the Oriental Saloon. Both had their hands on their pistols. Uh, Ringo asked Wyatt to let him shoot it out in the street, and the winner would be left alone. (laughs) (laughs) If I murder your friend, you can't do anything to me. Uh, Doc said, all I want is you at 10 paces out in the street. Oh, they like the car song? Mm. <laughs> you might think I'm delirious. All I want is you <laughs> out in the street at 10 paces. <laughs> uh, James Flynn, he was acting chief of police. Uh, he rushed in and broke it up. Oh, he didn't say, let's get it on. <laughs> he arrested okay. Ringo, Doc, and Wyatt. Even though Wyatt could carry a gun, it sounds he was like the a worst Marshall. Beatles lineup of all time: <laughs> Ringo, Doc, and Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ringo and Doc were fined thirty dollars a piece for having their guns in town. Don't uh, take your guns to town, Doc. Leave your guns at home, <laughs> Wyatt. But uh, actually, Ringo couldn't afford his bail. And uh, insert Nelson from Simpsons laugh here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil was too wounded to run for police chief, so so he ran for. <laughs> yeah, well, that would make sense. But uh, James Flynn loses to Dave Nagel. Uh, most of the other Earps backed candidates for city office were defeated too because they're Republicans and everybody likes to be a Democrat if you're a racist asshole at the time. Yep. Uh, U.S. Marshal Crawley Dake still supported the Earps though, but uh, he lacked the money to pay Wyatt and the posse men. So Dake goes to San Francisco. Posse man, that's a good like ska band name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Country ska. Yep. Uh, Scantry. Scantry. Uh, he goes to San Francisco to Wells Fargo to ask for a $3,000 loan to pay these posses. Just straight to Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he would repay Wells Fargo once he got the money from the government. Glad you pay you on Tuesday for a posse today. <laughs> And Wells Fargo had just closed the stage run to, to Bisbee because of all the robbers. Because every fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> and basically, Dake gets uh, $3,000 in deposits in an account that Wyatt could use. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Got to go fund me. Uh, so Wyatt uses that money because he was never paid as a U.S. Marshal. <laughs> oh, so it's a Ponzi scheme? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so now Wyatt gets uh, warrants on Ike and Finn Clanton and Pony Deal for shooting Virgil. He rides out January 23rd with his posse. Uh, the same day, Ringo's lawyer told Behan that Ringo's bond was granted, which was a lie. So Ringo <laughs> is re- call Saul. Yep. <laughs> Ringo is released for a little while. The judge finds out, though, and told Behan that he shouldn't have let him out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jim Earp is in town, uh, even though we don't talk about him much. Hey, guys, what have you been up to? <laughs> oh, shit, Jim. Sit down. So he thinks Ringo has escaped and swore out a warrant against him. Uh, he said Ringo was let out to alert the Cowboys of the coming posse, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next morning, another posse rides out, uh, led by miner John Jackson. Copycats. They had eight men, and they're going to arrest Johnny Ringo. Uh, they stop in Charleston for breakfast. As they go in, they were uh, covered by Ike Clanton and other Cowboys. Oh. Outside, they're surrounded, too. 
I'm totally just picturing like a modern Waffle House. That's literally, is, I was like, uh, oh, Denny's. Well, no, Waffle House. Shit be going down at Waffle House. <laughs> I don't know if you like it. <laughs> I've seen them. I've never actually been to one. You ever get any Waffle House, pussy? <laughs> Excuse me? Waffle House, pussy. <laughs> what's, what's Waffle House, pussy? You know, girl be working in the waffle house, stirring the grill, making the waffle. When she gets off work, she don't give it up. You ain't living till you had waffle house person. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, they're mostly, uh, uh, the ones I've been to are mostly in the Southwest and Oklahoma, but, you know, they're all around the South. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of internet YouTube fights that take place at Waffle House, because I think that most of them are 24 hours. Oh, okay. And it's a lot of times the place you go after the bar and get you that nice big fucking pecan waffle, which is, oh, they're so fucking good, Tony. No, I'm You're good. making a weird face. I, I don't like, I don't like, like, I, I, I yeah, I know it's a fast food joint, so they're going to use like fake pecan like flavoring and shit no the, uh, there's real pecans on it no I'm, I'm good well you can get lingon berry or whatever the fuck <laughs> you can get a chicken fried steak and eggs you can get, uh, the one i i don't know if they seem to still do that anymore but the one i ate in like oklahoma city at the time everything was like a la carte so you oh. just oh man I, I, like fucking four rashers of bacon big thing of grits like couple fucking omelets and fucking ch- cheese uh not cheese uh Chicken fried steak and shit because I hadn't eaten anything to. Like, I made myself so fucking ill. Oh, it I was bet. so good. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Oh, at, so at Waffle House about to get in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackson said he's only there for Ringo. That shit tracks. Uh, Ike said, "Oh, I'll help you out." So he goes and talks to Ringo and his lawyer. Uh, then Ike tells Jackson that Ringo would go back to Tombstone and he'd be there in an hour and a half. And true to his word, Ringo turned himself in. Oh, what a nice guy. Wow. Also, I just remember- Basically, I already warned everybody that the posse was coming anyway, so... I just remembered another fun fact about Waffle House. Since a lot of them uh, occur in places that have hurricanes, most of them, uh, if they can stay open during the hurricanes, they do, and they serve, like, coffee and shit to people, you know. Oh, so you can, you can ride out a storm there? You can kind of ride out of the storm there, and I think they, like, let you charge your phones and, like, like shit, you know. Wow, yeah. cool, all right. So they do community service, but also, like I said, two in the morning could be a hellhole. Uh, another posse of miners ride, uh, rides out to reinforce uh, the Earp posse. Uh, the next day, they ride into Charleston, hoping to find the Clattons. Uh, along the way, they capture a cowboy named Ben Maynard. Uh, they take him along. Basically, they made him knock on all the doors where a cowboy <laughs> might be hiding so and hide behind him. shoot the patsy? <laughs> yep. They didn't find any cowboys that way, though. Um, yeah, cowboy, cowboy, cowboy. So Maynard rides, in, rides into Tombstone the next morning and tries to swear out a warrant for the Earps for, for making <laughs> them do using that. Using them as a decoy. <laughs> and the judge turns them down, though. Oh. Ah, you're not worth that much anyway. So Wyatt leaves some guys in Charleston there, and they ride out to look for more cowboys, which is easy to do. There's not any places to hide in Arizona. Uh, Charleston was the hang, uh, cowboy hangout, so they had plenty of friends there hiding them. Uh, one of them wired Behan to complain that the the posse was hurting their business. <laughs> These fuckers come into town. They don't drink like the damn cowboys do. They make the cowboys go into hiding. So the cowboys' friends in Charleston lit a bonfire and uh, <laughs> they shoot their guns all night long to intimidate the remaining posse the members. Fucking Burning Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it works. So they leave during the night. Dave Nagel, he's the new uh, police dude there. Uh, 
Um, he rides out to the posse's camp and arrested Sherman McMasters on an old charge of stealing horses from the contention mine. Uh, so White, uh, Morgan, and Doc ride back, and then they post a thousand dollars bond for McMasters, and he was let out. So there's they're going Dude, back and forth. This is this, fucking this, insane. It's like it, 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 it reminds me of the old Final Fantasy games. You got to like, oh, our, my one character got oh right locked right. up. We got to go all the way to the other end of the map to get a stupid thing to go get the guy back, and then do you know? Yeah, and then we can move to the next step where one of my other guys gets put in jail. Right. Then we or put this other guy stone in jail. or whatever yeah. the fuck. <laughs> fuck, dude. But uh, while they're back in town there, they find out that Ike and Finn Clatton turned themselves in. Well, oh. So they probably wouldn't be killed. Well, that kind of indicates that maybe they were kind of hot on the trail, but they just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were released after posting bail. Uh, also, generally are after posting bail. Uh, also during that time, a Republican uh, club meeting was held, and Dake was implored to replace the Earps as marshals, but he refused. Uh, when the Earps heard about it, they offered uh, to resign. But Dake uh, refuses their resignation. No, this is a shit show. I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, February 3rd, the Clantons have their hearing. Uh, there was little evidence against them. The hat that Wyatt thought was Ike's wasn't introduced. Oh, damn uh, it. It's like them. sitting there waiting in the in the jury box to be called forward. Or, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me in, coach. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Uh, also, sure, McMaster testified that uh, Ike was talking to him and told him he'd have to go back and finish the job of killing Virgil. I'm just picturing now the hat, you know, behind the screen with the voice change. Yeah, I used to belong to Ike Clinton. <laughs> and how many years did you belong to Mr. Clinton? Uh, I believe two years as of last Christmas. It's a fucking <laughs> a silhouette of a hat. <laughs> but of course, Clintons have seven witnesses testified that they were in Charleston that night. So they were let loose. Ah, fuck. Dude. <laughs> it's so fucking lame. It's just like, like we, you know, in my head, I'm like, ooh, cowboy shit. So exciting. It's like fucking Legal. court. Yay. Yeah. More court. Night in jail. 20 mile ride somewhere. Taking three days. And we turned ourselves yeah. in. Another court. Get on the stagecoach. Get robbed. Turn back around. Go back to where you started. Wait a week. Try it again. <laughs> Uh, so Ike was emboldened after his victory, and he swears out charges against the Earps again for God the murder of his brother. Uh, so the Earps, all except for Virgil, uh, this shit needs fucking Judge Judy or uh, or what's uh, what's his ass? It does it now. Steve Harvey does. Steve Harvey, yeah. need Steve Harvey justice on this shit. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jerry Springer's a, a TV judge now. Nah, too. I want Steve Harvey. <laughs> uh, he has that panache. <laughs> So they spend five days in jail before being released again. They also need Steven Seagal Lawman. No one needs Steven Seagal Lawman. <laughs> Fuck that. Come on, it'd be hilarious watching him toddle around in hot-ass weather. Eating carrots and shit. Yeah. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly. And they, you know, they, they want to fight him. Hey, we'll take you on. He goes, if I do it, I have to beat them up. Uh, but they were let go because uh, basically... the. It wasn't technically double jeopardy, but they is basically a duplicate of the first hearing, so they were let go again. Uh, while they were in jail, a wire came in from Texas saying they had captured Pony Deal, who Wyatt thought was one of Virgil's uh, shooters there. So deputies were sent to Texas, but the wire turned out to be false. <laughs> right. All the way to Texas, and they're like, oh, catfishing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next day, February 17th, Wyatt was released. Uh, he goes out again with a posse to look for Deal uh, around San Simon in uh, Charleston, but didn't find him. It's probably Tony or Tony Deal. P- 
Pony Deal <laughs> probably like you know called his cousin in Texas like hey send him a telegram saying I'm in Texas. And, oh sure yeah know. yeah. So they kind of cool it for about three weeks. Uh, March 18th, Wyatt runs into the cowboy attorney Briggs Goodrich. He's got to have an awesome commercial. Mm -hmm. You need Western justice? Call me (laughs) Tex Biggs, cowboy attorney. Oh, it's going to have to be like, (laughs) what's his name? Briggs? Briggs Goodrich. Briggs the Hammer Goodrich. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eagle scream. He tips him off there might be trouble. Uh, Despite the warning, Morgan Doc and Dan Tipton all go to the play Stolen Kisses. Mm. Stolen Kisses. Mm -hmm. It's about someone who steals those little chocolate or the giant chocolate (laughs) chips foil. (laughs) It's the Uh, first like like step sibling uh, fucking porno. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, my stepsis are stuck in a dryer. (laughs) (laughs) People get stuck in dryers a lot. A lot, man. (laughs) Got to reach that last sock. Where the last sock goes. Uh, they see Goodrich again there, and he warns him again. After the play, Doc goes back to his hotel. Uh, Morgan and Dan Tipton and makes a quick Yelp review about it. Mm-hmm. Four stars, not enough cousin sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go to Bob Hatch's saloon to play billiards. Also at Hatch's saloon were Wyatt and Sherman McMasters. So they're racking their balls there. Yeah. And Morgan was taking a shot with Bob Hatch. But they didn't see two shadowy figures come to the back door of the saloon. Ooh, it was the Duke and Batman. <laughs> so, what the fuck? Okay, stolen kisses, an affection game for all. An affection game for everyone. Stolen kisses lets you kiss whomever you want. <laughs> Lavish these beautiful people with your love. And mono. <laughs> Press your lips to the screen. Oh, I'm done with this. Oh, are you on the dark web? <laughs> no, what I did find... Hold on, check this out. I don't know what this picture is, but... Stolen Kisses, Psychic TV. Oh, God. Oh, I think it's a song. What the balls? Why does everything crab? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, Kyle Hill. I don't know what that is. Oh, this is some fucking horse shit. This is not as scary as I wanted it to be. No. All right, fuck that. I'm yeah, when it. I see a bunch of porcupine quills stuck into a misshapen skull, <laughs> I, have, I have certain expectations. Yeah, right? <laughs> So, two pistol shots ring out. Morgan was hit in the back and out through the kidney. Oh, damn it. And out it went and hit the leg of a miner. Oh, shit. Uh, the second shot hits the wall just above Wyatt's head, though. So, Morgan was laid out on the table. Uh, he said, tip, old boy, this is my last game of pool. I like to think that that the way you said that, like, the assassin are still just standing there like, is it... Nobody's going to even shoot back. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll, see you later. We're going to go. If, uh, Wait, was this this scene in the movie too? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because in the movie they conflated it as being like right after night, Virgil yeah. gets shot. That's why. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, because it's all stor- one, it's right, like stormy outside and they lay his ass on the table. and. Well, it's, it's pretty much the scene. It's the. Oh, no. The scene where Virgil comes in is where fucking game over is fucking weirdly <laughs> feeding his goddamn dog like ramen noodles with oh, his fingers. Right, right. right. <laughs> Game over. Yeah. Game I was, over, man. I always think of him as uh, Chet. Oh, Chet, yeah. you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. So Morgan lingered on for 45 minutes. Uh, he was surrounded by his family and his dog. Yep. They had been made fat on Chinese cuisine, apparently. <laughs> Don't forget to feed him noodles. <laughs> I, still love to, I would still love to reiterate that fact that like people think of like Old West food, you know, and like, yeah, on the prairie, yeah, you're eating 
jerky and hardtack and buffalo meat and shit like that. <laughs> in town, if you're eating at a restaurant, a lot of times you're getting Chinese food. Yeah, a little mean, maybe. You're getting all that good shit and uh, getting your Chinese laundries and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So a coroner's inquest was held. Uh, nobody at the bar could identify the killers because they were shadows. said it's the fucking Babadook. But a surprise witness showed up. Uh, Marietta Duarte Spence. Dude. What? She was the wife of Pete Spence. Oh, okay. I um, should have figured that out with the Spence. So you're talking about Chinese food? Yeah. I, I, I just got the most exact fucking date from this shit. I, I typed when was Chop Suey invented? August 29th, 1896. Okay. The, on the day. The, the system of the down song? Yep. Yep. Legend has it that... Wake up, grab yourself a little something, something, make up. Legend has it while he was visiting New York, Chinese ambassador Li Hung Chang's cook invented the dish for his American guests at a dinner on August 29th, 1896. Interesting. Well, you got to remember, yeah, Gem Saloon had a Chinese restaurant in mm-hmm. it, as did many places in Butte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some unfortunate series of events happened that we haven't really covered that hard. We will. We're going to have to. But, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a big part of Western history that often is glossed over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is shameful as fuck. <laughs> uh, so the wife of Pete Spence, she said that four days ago, Morgan walked by their house, and Pete Spence and Indian Charlie were outside. Taking measurements. Uh, Pete nudged Indian Charlie and said, That's him. And Indian Charlie trailed them. Let for me a while sketch to get it real quick look. so I can remember. <laughs> uh, Marietta said that Pete had left uh, but came uh, two days later with a German named Freeze and another uh, Hispanic man. Probably Indian Charlie was actually yeah. probably Mexican, which makes it even more fun. Well, I think he's depicted in the one uh, in Tombstone. I think he's the one that is like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's saying something about the sick horse. And he's like, and Johnny oh, yeah. Ringo's like, oh, you don't, your Spanish is worse than English. You ain't your ranch. <laughs> he's talking about the pale horse. Uh, he who sits upon him if his death. Uh, they, so they have a German, uh, um, a Mexican Indian that's not Indian. And uh, that night of the shooting, they heard do, do shots. They, do they walk into a bar, and then what happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so the wife hears some shots, and a little while later, Frank Stillwell and Indian Charlie come into the house. 45 minutes later, Spence and the other two came in, Charlie and uh, Stillwell were still armed, and they were talking in hushed tones. In the morning, Sp- uh, Spence gets in an argument with Marietta and hit her Ooh. and threatened to shoot her mother that was living with her. What? He's an asshole. I, I mean, mean, they're all assholes, but he's an asshole. Uh, she also said the first night when Spence uh, came back, his teeth were chattering. He was that worked up and probably scared. And teeth were up. chattering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picturing, like, literally the wind-up teeth. <laughs> well, I'm yep. picturing from the uh, chatter marks from Hellraiser, the Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the coroner's jury's verdict was that Morgan was shot by Pete Spence, Frank Stillwell, Freeze, and the two Indian uh, half-breeds. They used the bullets. Is that, is that what they fucking, the words they used? Oh, of yeah. course. What the fuck, Because it's racist. Yep. Oh, and... you never heard that awful song? Oh, 
they named one of them Charlie. <laughs> isn't it Charlie Cher? the half? Isn't it Cher that does? Oh yeah, oh. a Cher song. Yeah. Oh, super. We, we played it before, I'm sure. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. I know we've done. I think we've done G- Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, which also is. I've oh, definitely maybe we just sampled that. that. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. Has your giddy up and go done got up and left? Try Bronson Swagger's new line of penile enhancement pills. They's called the Buffalo Humps. Made from gallbladder of buffaloes, this erectile deficiency pill will kick your wiener troubles in the teeth. Also doubles as a cure for constipation. So pair these with the Bronson Swagger's bilious pills and have a night out on the town. So try Buffalo Humps broken dick pills today. So Jim Earp took uh, Morgan's body back to the family in California. Uh, next day, Virgil and Allie leave. They were under guard by Wyatt and others and taken to Tucson because uh, Wyatt heard rumors that the Cowboys were out to get them. In Tucson, he saw Frank Stillwell and others waiting on the platform, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had guns. Uh, which is an even better sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt spots them and they take off. Uh, Stillwell was actually there th- uh, the day before because he is there with Ike Clanton, who is in town to testify in the Jerry Barton trial. So that's why they're actually in town, but happy coincidence. Oh, well, you know, kill two birds with <laughs> happy one stone. Kill two herbs with one <laughs> six shooter. Oh, one six shooter, yes. So the train was getting ready to leave, and Virgil and Allie got on. Uh, Wyatt sees Frank Stillwell running down the tracks. So Wyatt and Doc run after. Uh, they caught up to him. Uh, Stillwell was trembling in fear, and he didn't shoot. He grabbed Wyatt's shotgun, and Wyatt let go with both barrels. Mm. And he fell dead. Well, yeah, since he was fucking jerking Two inches away. Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wyatt then turned for Ike Clanton, uh, but when the train passed by, he couldn't find him. So he, it's one of those things where you see him there, and then the train goes by. Oh, the train goes gone. by, yeah. and he disappears, yeah. yeah. So Doc, uh, Warren Earp, McMaster, and Turkey Creek Johnson all run up and shoot the dead body. <laughs> this is all while the train is taking off. Double tap. Mommy, look, what are those men doing? <laughs> it's just theater, honey. Yeah. And then Wyatt uh, supposedly yells to Virgil, uh, looking out the window, one more for Morg. Goody. Uh, so Stillwell was armed and wanted for murder and uh, running from a federal officer. So Wyatt was legal in shooting him. Whoa. Even though he was literally probably trying to give up, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Uh, basically, uh, that was the rule uh, for fleeing felon is if he's armed and running away, you can still shoot him. Yeah. Fire yep. at the fleeing felon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was changed in 1985, though. Oh, good. <laughs> it finally got around to it. Uh, so Stillwell's body was uh, discovered in the morning. Uh, warrant was issued for Wyatt and his gang. Oh, they didn't, like, turn in the body? Nope, they just leave it there. Oh, oh. my God. They get all his fillings and shit. We had some more killing Steals. to do. Yeah, right. So a warrant's issued, and Bob Paul wired it to Tombstone, but a friend tipped off the Earps uh, and waited uh, before they're out of town before they gave the warrant to Behan. Of course. Hang on, why, why it's a federal officer still? Yep. But they still get a warrant out against they them? They don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. They're okay. always trying to arrest each other. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just checking. I'm a federal marshal. Well, I'm a... Fucking Pinkerton, and I'm a county sheriff, and I'm a fairy princess. <laughs> so that uh, morning, Bian walks over to the Cosmo Hotel, and Wyatt and his crew were ready to leave. 
And B.N. said, Wyatt, I want to see you. And Turn in your gun and badge. <laughs> You're a loose cannon. Yeah. And Wyatt says, you can't see me. I've seen you once too much. <laughs> Fucking John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they ride off, and B.N. made no attempt to arrest him. B.N. Uh, is a useless tit. Uh, but he tells a different uh, story to the paper, though, of course. Pete Spence uh, surrendered to Behan to avoid being killed by the Earps. And Behan allows him to keep a gun in jail just in case the Earps come for him. <laughs> I was going to say, with the way with Behan's job performance, too, uh, he can't you. prevent the Earps from doing shit nope. if they wanted to kill him. I have a feeling they wouldn't have much trouble. Uh, so the unknown uh, Indian named by Marietta was caught. Uh, he was Apache Hank Swilling. Mm. He was the half Apache son of Phoenix founder Jack Swilling. Oh, wow. Uh, what did you say, Phoenix founder? Mm-hmm. The founder of Phoenix. Oh, the okay, got it. The movie? Nope. Show? Nope. City. That's the one. The fuck? Uh, sorry, I was thinking about MacGyver. <laughs> Phoenix oh. founder? He works for the Phoenix, Phoenix Foundation. Foundation. Oh. Uh, so, Indian Charlie is still on the loose. The Earps had already left town, so they didn't know that Spence or Apache Hank were caught. Uh, next morning, March 22nd, Deputy Herford picked up uh, the German mm-hmm. Freeze whose real name was Frederick Bode. Uh, Wait, Freeze was not Freeze? He's Frederick Bode? Yep. Okay. Spence was lucky that he was locked up because White and his posse went to his wood camp in the Dragoon Mountains. Two of the men were out looking for escaped mules, and White asked him where Spence was, and he told him, well, he left for town. So a Mexican named Florentino was out looking for mules, and White spots him on foot. Uh, when Florentino saw the posse, he yelled, me no steal no horse and runs. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, totally don't seem uh, well, guilty at all. This is, I got, this a, is the I got a distinct that's... feeling that the Mexican gentleman has probably had run-ins with mounted yeah, armed white true, people yeah. in the past. That sure, yeah. This, this is the one that's just a flat-out murder done by white. Sounds about like it. Uh, because the posse opens fire. Oh, uh, fuck. Florentino caught one in the skull, shoulder, and spine. Uh, as he laid on the hillside, another shot was fired, and he was hit in the thigh. So That's just a good measure. Yep. Damn, dude. Just just cause. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. He, did you miss the part where they were right. coming from a wood camp? Right. What happens to people? <laughs> what, in- woodhawks. <laughs> so years later, Wyatt claimed Florentino confessed that he helped murder Morgan. <laughs> I'm picturing the dude uh-huh. doing the thing like smoking aces, where he just comes up to his oh, body. Oh, we talked about that last time. Are you st- sorry for stealing? Yeah, I'm real sorry for stealing the horses, Mr. Herb. <laughs> you guys heard that, right? Yep. He also claimed uh, Florentino confessed that Frank Stillwell and Hank uh, Swelling fired the shots that night. Curly Bill and Florentino had stood watch. <laughs> we were we were totally justified in killing that dude. Also, mm-hmm. I didn't do what these guys did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the woodcutters brought back Florentino's body. It's unknown if Florentino was actually Indian Charlie, but probably not. Uh, the papers actually misidentified him as Florentino Cruz, and Florentino Cruz is like, hey, I'm just an innocent guy. Don't <laughs> yeah. Drag my fucking name. Oh, the he's back from the dead. Shoot him again. <laughs> uh, so again, Wyatt was legally justified in shooting a fleeing murder suspect, but he didn't bother to bring in the body or, or appear in court. Uh, it's getting a little cocky over here. Even though Florentino may have committed some crimes, but who knows? Everybody fucking committed well, crimes. We're never going to know because there's no you know due process. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Behan was humiliated by being uh, snubbed by White in front of the hotel, not getting to arrest him again. 
It also didn't look good that Frank Stilwell used to be one of his deputies. So to make himself look better, he focused on arresting Wyatt. So March 22nd, Behan took a seven-man posse to hunt the herbs. So there's a posse after another posse. Uh, he returned and heard that Wyatt was at Spence's ranch looking for him and abusing his help. So Behan got another posse together and went uh, with Ringo and Ike Clanton. He didn't find him, and they go back to Tombstone. Back in Tombstone, he saw Dan Tipton and Harold Charlie, and he arrests them for being in Wyatt's posse. <laughs> but then they were released since they couldn't be charged with anything. Fucking uh, I so, feel like I'm playing with my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, pretend like you're a bad guy. You're under arrest. Yeah, I'll be like, okay. no, you're under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> or then, okay, you're out now, but yeah. now you're under arrest again. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what a uh, time to be a bail bondsman, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, except for half your people get shot. <laughs> right. Uh, BN gets another posse together, this one bigger, and mostly with cowboys in it. Uh, Ringo, Finn Clanton, and Curly Bill included. Behan asked the cowboys because he thought the Earps would resist arrest, and he knew the cowboys would actually stay and fight. Uh, Bob Paul criticized the, uh, this in the papers, and he said he didn't go with Behan because of this. Because he basically just hired a bunch of criminals. <laughs> Well, to arguably hunt other criminals, but, you know. So this is March 24th. Behan's posse rides out. I don't think Behan's with him at this point. Nope, he's not, because he's a pussy. Yep. Uh, but Curly Bill and eight other cowboys ride into the Whetstone Mountains there. They water their horses at Cottonwood Spring. Also in the area, Wyatt and his posse are oh, riding shit. back into Tombstone. They camp nearby. They're on a collision course with wackiness. Pretty much. They're kind of like camped over a little hillside from each other. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Wyatt has to send a man into Tombstone to get more money from that account for the posse. And they said they would meet him at Cottonwood Spring. So as Wyatt and the posse rode in, nine cowboys sprang out from a bank near the spring. Uh-huh. One bullet dropped uh, Texas Jax's horse. Both sides were surprised by the encounter. Uh, Wyatt jumped off his horse and starts returning fire. Then he looks around and was surprised to see that his posse had left him there. Uh-oh. Taken off. Whoops. <laughs> uh, still holding on to his horse, Wyatt sent both barrels into Curly Bill. Yep. Uh, the cowboys kept firing, and Wyatt was hiding behind his horse. He backed up 100 yards and tried to get on his horse, but uh, his gun belt slipped down and kept his legs together. Oh, Ooh, no. How embarrassing. <laughs> so at this time, the posse rides back for him, though. Basically, uh, but they didn't go back for the cowboys, and they went to another wa- watering hole nearby. All the shots fired at Wyatt uh, miraculously missed, and Wyatt's coat was shot through a couple of times. Yeah, this is the one that's depicted in Tombstone where he's like, no, oh, no, yeah, yeah. like walking yeah. through the water. Yep. So Whistling Dick and Tony Cracker. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, they're the guys coming back with Wyatt's money. Uh, they find the cowboys at the spring instead of the Earp brothers. So they pretend to be looking for mules, and they actually eat dinner with the cowboys. God, awkward-ass dinner. <laughs> then they leave and find Wyatt and so deliver partner, the money. So, partner, what's that you got in your satchel? Seems to be mighty full of something. Uh, <laughs> mule f- food? <laughs> mule treats. Gotta coax them in. <laughs> so Wyatt and his posse ride back into Tombstone at night, kind of secret-like. And they were paid uh, by the Wells Fargo agent, and then quietly ride back out again. Next morning, Behan finds out about it in the paper. Uh, March 27th. Is there like a fucking reporter hiding out in the woods? Must be. 
March 27th, the Earp Posse went to the ranch of Henry Hooker. Yep. Played by Charlton Heston. Yep. Uh, he was kind of a huge rancher in the area. He was victim of uh, many cowboy thieveries. So he welcomes the Earp boys. Well, it's one of those things with those kind of ranchers, too. Sometimes cowboy thieveries is literally like, I want my neighbor's land, so I blame him for stealing my cows, mm-hmm. and then we lynch him summarily. <laughs> so uh, he helps out the uh, the Earp boys, and then uh, behind him, Bian comes in with 15 men. Hooker does feed him in the posse, but when Bian asked if he knew where Wyatt was, he said that he didn't know, and then, uh, if I did, I wouldn't fucking tell you. Yeah. Behan responded by accusing of um, hiding murderers. Uh, Hooker said, no, sir, I am not. They have always treated me like a gentleman. Hooker then said, uh, damn such laws and damn you and damn your posse. Yeah. You're a bunch of horse thieves and outlaws. He's got a bit of a potty mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's not wrong because they're just as shitty. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the cowboys said, damn this son bitch. Oh. He knows and we'll make him tell you. Tell him. Damn, damn it. I'm going to damn shoot him in the damn liver. Then Hooker's uh, foreman raised his Winchester on the cowboy, and they back off. Yeah. Uh, later, Behan found the foreman and gave him a diamond stud. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, asked him to keep quiet on what happened here and said uh, if he caught Earp, he uh, uh, would help his reelection. Okay. Cool. Yep. So Behan leaves for Fort Grant and let his posse look for the Earps. <laughs> what a fucking little bitch. <laughs> He asked the commander there, uh, Colonel James Biddle. Uh, mm. Bian explained that Hooker wouldn't help him get new horses. Bian wanted to hire the scout from the army, and Biddle thinks about it. And he said, well, if Hooker didn't help you, I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. You seem to be a piece of shit, son, and uh, I'm not going to send my scout out with a piece of shit. So uh, while this is going on, Wyatt and his gang are just camped a few miles north of Hooker's ranch and is just watching all this through the scopes or field pieces. Yeah. Night vision Night goggles. Vision. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to say. Got a drone. <laughs> Star Wars uh, fucking... Yeah. So three of the cowboys, they're looking for cash to... Finance getting the hell away from the Earp Posse. They were Six Shooter Smith, Billy Grounds, and Zwing Hunt. Zwing? Zwing? Zwing. <laughs> they tried to rob a mining uh, company office. Two men inside went for their weapons, and the cowboy shot one of them, Martin Peel. They freaked out and ran away and didn't bother to rob the office, though. Uh, ew, I don't like the sight of blood. Oh, shit. Sorry, my man. We're going to get in so much trouble. So, Peel was the son of one of the judges there in Tombstone. Uh Uh-oh. And kind of a respected guy. And a $1,000 reward was offered for his killers. Behan, of course, is just keeping after the Earps, not bothering to catch these guys. Uh, Billy Grounds and Zwing Hunt left Six Shooter and went to the Overton Ranch. There, they were taken in because he didn't know that they were outlaws. Next day, soldiers came in and asked, uh, and they asked to be hid. Overton said that they were... uh, after Indians and not after them, but they confessed the, of the botched robbery. They left and went to Chandler's Ranch in the Dragoons, even though a year before they had robbed the ranch. Of, uh, they actually robbed that ranch. They robbed Chandler's Ranch? With Curly Bill. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's balls. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. So Deputy Breckenridge, he is the guy that was, uh, uh, what's his name, 90210 in the, in the movie. Oh, there. yeah, uh, uh, Perry, Luke Perry. Yep. Uh, he rides up with three men and surround the ranch. He asks for them to come out. Uh, thinking they're surrounded by the Earp Posse, they came out shooting. Uh, Zwing killed one of the Posse men, but then got hit by one of the Posse men in the chest. Billy Grounds came out at the back door. 
he shot and hit a posse man in the leg, and Breckenridge got him in the head with the uh, frying pan with buckshot. No oh, buckshot with the buckshot. So he got he got a facelift. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Billy Grounds is dead. In the morning, Breckenridge finds Wing Hunt still alive, crawling in the grass. <laughs> he said, "Don't murder me. I'm already done for." But he would actually recover, though. Oh wow! Oh. I was gonna say, if you think you're already done for, I want to draw this out. As long as humanly possible, let's let me crawl through these cactus and sidewinders until the sun gets up and it's about 120 degrees, and then the fire ants really get to work. <laughs> He's the corpse. He's like <laughs> yeah. laying out in front of fucking uh, Judge Roy Bean's house right. whatever, full of ants. So at the same time, the, the hearing was held for Pete Spence and Tombstone. It only lasted a few days, and it was dismissed. Since the law said that a spouse couldn't give testimony against the other spouse. Of course. And because everybody's getting sick of these goddamn trials all the time. Mm -hmm. So no one was ever convicted for Morgan's murder. Simpson Comanche Jack Stillwell. I guess that's his full name. (laughs) Simpson Comanche Jack. (laughs) Uh, He came back to collect his brother Frank's body. So Comanche Jack was a renowned army scout who fought at Beecher's Island. Okay. Though the papers itched for a match between Comanche Jack and Wyatt, it never happened. Uh, Stillwell was disappointed to find out his brother was an asshole outlaw and went back. So no fight. Right. Uh, so Wyatt and his posse ride into New Mexico. Uh, basically, they're done fighting, but they make no effort to hide. They told the paper they're going to Colorado. Behan offered $500 of his own money for the reward. Oh, shut the fuck up already, Behan. You're useless. <laughs> if you remember this from the Doc Holiday episode, Doc was captured by a bounty hunter in Denver. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, Bat Masterson gets him out of. Bob Paul went to Gunnison to bring back Wyatt, but the Republican governor of Colorado said the papers Paul had were faulty, which wasn't true, and Bob Paul simply goes back empty-handed. I'm sure he didn't try too hard since he was friends with Wyatt, too. Doc was released, too, uh, so nobody goes back to stand trial in Arizona for the Stillwell murder. Basically, the Cowboys were essentially done. Behan didn't bother to guard Zwing Hunt in the hospital, and his brother slipped him out of the hospital. Then he died of sepsis because he wasn't in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to the Swiss Helm Mountains and recover. And one morning, bullets uh, slam into camp. Uh, they thought it was the law, but it was actually Apaches. No. Oh, fuck. Should have stayed in that fucking hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. no shit. <laughs> and Zwing was shot dead. Uh, his brother Hugh ran for his horse and got away. But he was never charged in helping him escape, though. Uh, Six-Shooter Smith went to Laredo and called himself California Jim. He went to work as a cook, but got fired. So he comes back the next day with a pistol. Should have changed his name to, like, French Toast Bob or something. (laughs) (laughs) So he fires at the owner and misses him, but it hits the assistant city marshal and kills him. Whoops. (laughs) Then that Waffle House owner returned fire. So he flees, and Texas Rangers catch up to him. Oh, no. He injured two rangers and was shot in the bowels. Mm. Ah. Then he confessed to the killing of Peel, the, the mining company guy, before he died. May 1882, Ringo returned to Tombstone to stand trial for the Gillyville poker game uh, theft there. But no witnesses showed up, so the case was dismissed. Sweet. Oh, cool. I, I just rode 300 fucking miles to <laughs> for stand trial for this shit that I did like two years ago. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. So Ringo leaves, uh, and then he comes back in June and goes on a drinking rampage, which I'm sure you have to be really good at to be on a drinking rampage in the 1880s. The Epitaph paper recorded that he was prone to melancholy and had no fear of death. Uh, He was certain that he'd be killed, 
and frequently talked to suicide. Mm. Cheery guy. Wow. Wow. He's an asshole and like the saddest motherfucker ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Davy Havoc in a cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, July 8th, Ringo was seen by Breckenridge going to Gailyville. Uh, it was early in the morning and Ringo was already dead drunk. July 13th, 1882, a shot was heard in the Chiricahua Mountains, and Ringo's body was found the next day. Picturing, like, you know, boom, and all the deers, like, that are drinking, the head snap up, up, and a flock of birds birds flies flies Yeah. A Colt 45 was in his hand and a hole in his temple. He had his shoes off, and his horse was found miles away. There's no way of knowing what happened. With with his shoes. What? (laughs) The horse is wearing his shoes? (laughs) Yeah. The horse tied to his saddle. (laughs) So, ha-ha, I got your shoes. Ha ha. Of course, the rumors were that uh, Wider Doc killed him. I say the horse killed him for his shoes. Yeah. But they were both in Colorado at the time. Uh, Breckenridge had the best explanation that Ringo took off his shoes, put them on his horse, and passed out drunk. And his horse wandered off. And he must have been so crazed with thirst, uh, he just killed himself. He's like, yeah. That'll, that'll cure your thirst. So that whole shit of like. Johnny Ringo, come on, come on. Oh, right, yeah, because he gets shot by Doc. No, he doesn't. In the, Doc, in, I'm saying yeah, in the movie. Yeah, because Doc's in fucking Colorado. Yeah, he gets, he gets a bullet through the head, right? Yeah, from mm-hmm. himself. Okay, all right. <laughs> With bare, barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So they, they, they took a little license in the movie for that. A little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Billy Claiborne, uh, he's the guy who took off during the fight. He got drunk and tried to pick a fight about who supported which sheriff. Uh, Buckskin Frank, uh, Leslie... He was the bartender, and he threw him out. Uh, Claiborne returned and shot at Frank, and Frank returned fire and hit him in the kidney, and Claiborne uh, died uh, 30 minutes later. Uh, Don't fuck with the bartender, man. Especially not one named Buckskin. No. (laughs) That indicates he had a previous career doing something else. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Something that probably required a degree of accuracy. So Pony Deal goes back to New Mexico and uh, joins his old friend John Kinney, who started all this shit. Uh, Deal sold stolen cattle to El Paso Butchers. Uh, Guy's name is El Paso Butchers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The New Mexico governor ordered the territorial militia to stop Kinney's operation. They killed two and captured 15 of his men. Uh, March 7th, 1883, Kinney was captured, and he got five years in the Kansas State Pen. A warrant was issued for Deal, who fled to Mexico, but he was captured in a manhunt in June, and he gets five years. He wouldn't admit that he was actually Pony Deal, though. And he'd been living under an alias no, all that I'm time. Horsey bargain, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was his other name? It was like uh, California Jack or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so Arizona asked for Deal to stand trial for the Bisbee stage robbery, but he had to finish out his New Mexico sentence first. And of course, he escaped, but was recaptured. Uh, in prison, he tipped off the warden that someone was trying to saw out the kitchen window. Saw out the kitchen window? Yep. <clears throat> and for that, he got pardoned. Uh, but Arizona was never notified, and then Pony Deal just vanishes from history. Right. Wow. Went back to that Waffle House and actually became a good cook. Oh, his name is actually Charles Ray Deal. Charlie Ray Deal. That, that definitely sounds like a country singer. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> now coming to the Grand Old Opera stage, Charlie Ray Deal. I <laughs> uh, Clinton tries to pass himself off as an honest rancher, and he moves east with his brother Finn to Apache County, where his sister lived. Finn and his brother-in-law were arrested for altering brands, mm-hmm. but they were acquitted. Uh, December you know, 27th. You, you had a confused look. Like, you know what it means by altering brands? Oh, right? yeah, no, we talked about that. Okay. I was just saying, like, like they got acquitted. It's just kind of like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, it just keeps happening. Can't hold anyone in jail. 
Uh, December 27th, 1885, uh, Francisco Baca was a deputy county <laughs> treasurer. Baca in Japanese means stupid. Oh. <laughs> Uh, he said the Clanton brothers and their brother-in-law went to uh, his house and forced them to empty out the county safe, but they were released due to lack of evidence. Uh, a year later, Baca was arrested for stealing the money, and he made up the story, and he gets a 10-year uh, stretch in Yuma for that. Oh, shit. Somebody actually got, you know, fucking... Uh... Well, he only stole money. He didn't kill a bunch of people and right. have a crime spree lasting decades. <laughs> right. <laughs> But Ike and Finn might have been guilty after all, because in 1889, new evidence surfaced, and the governor pardoned Baca. Ooh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so the one guy that actually was, like, uh, held accountable didn't actually do nope. the thing? <laughs> then Baca's got to go out for revenge, and then he'll shoot a buffalo hunter and I'll swear out a warning against Teacup him. Moses, and <laughs> then it's just an endless stream of fuckery. Jesus Christ. Uh, 1886, Ike uh, shoots it out over a card game. Uh, both sides just received minor wounds, though. Also in 1886, at Finn's Ranch, a rancher came up and accused one of Finn's friends of claim jumping. 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 The jumping. Uh, one of the men got mad at the rancher and shot and killed him. Uh, the Ike Clantons give uh, that guy a horse and he disappears. So it's still doing shady shit. Yeah. Uh, they're still rustling cattle in Apache County. Uh, their main target was a huge ranch, the Hash Knife Outfit. Mm. Like, hash Knife? Like, doing like for doing knife knifers? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the first time I ever smoked weed, I actually was knife hits. This fucking Whoa. ranch is Those really are... inefficient, man. What is happening? <laughs> cowpokes are all like just They're fucking... just sitting around eating funders. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whoa, you're looking at your hand, man. <laughs> so the Hash Knife, uh, they hired cattle detective Jonas Brighton. <laughs> Cow in a fucking, like, like a trench coat yep. with a fucking... Jonas Brighton, cow detective. Bovine detective. <laughs> Just one more th- thing. <laughs> Got like a goat for a Watson. <laughs> so uh, he goes undercover as a bartender. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Named Rawhide Jake. What <laughs> can I get you? We get some suspenders, yep. greasy mustache, the little fucking, back, the little, uh, little armband. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so April 1887, Brighton collected enough evidence, and Ike and Finn and their brother-in-law were indicted. Uh, Finn was put in jail, but Ike vanished. Uh, but for two weeks, Brighton looked for Ike. May third, thirty-first, 1887, as he woke, he was starting a fire, and Ike Clanton just comes riding up. <laughs> he didn't know Brighton was uh, hunting him, and just said hello. <laughs> so you got a f- nice fire there. Uh, from behind, one of his deputies uh, named Miller steps up. Brighton said, throw up your hands, and Ike raised his rifle. Uh, Miller yelled, shoot the son of a bitch. Uh, Brighton shot him f- twice, and Ike fell dead. Oh, shit. Uh, Finn got 10 years and was released after a year and a half because a witness had committed perjury. Uh, he was also arrested for cattle theft in 1890 in Clifton. Uh, I think that's the town in Arizona named after Tony Clifton. <laughs> All right, but you will You will tell me. Four years later, he was arrested in Globe for burglary, uh, but he seems to have gone straight after that. <laughs> or he just got better at it. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, gets himself a goat farm in Globe and hangs out with Pete Spence. Oh, good. <laughs> Bought a goat farm. Moved to Ukiah. Uh, Pete Spence divorced or abandoned his wife that he beat up and left for New Mexico in 1882. Takes another wife. Uh, he was made deputy sheriff of Silver City in 1886. Uh, he beats a prisoner to death, but escaped punishment, but he had to quit law enforcement after that. Oh, they actually they actually made him quit, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They uh, only made him quit. Yeah, right. 
1888, he gets into a drunken bar fight and shoots a guy, but the shot just grazed his forehead, and he was freed on self-defense. Uh, 1893, he gets in an argument with a fellow saloon keeper and shot him three times, Ugh. but the man recovered. Fuck. And this guy's the other, a fucking asshole. Uh, and the other guy was Mexican, so that's probably why he didn't serve any time. But the local Hispanic population vowed revenge on him. Good. Good. So Pete shot and killed two more Mexicans. Oh, oh you fucking dude. asking for it. In each case, it was proved self-defense. But eventually he gets five years for the first shooting of the saloon keeper. But he only serves 18 months on grounds for good behavior and new evidence that surfaced after the trial. This guy's never behaved good in his fucking no. life. <laughs> but he goes straight after that, I guess. In 1901, he visits Tombstone. Uh, the guys pa- me, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The paper tried to get him to uh, tell him who shot Morgan. But Pete wouldn't say, but he did say his real name was Elliot Larkin Ferguson, and no effort was made to return him to Texas for robbing the Goliad Bank in 1876. And he marries Finn Clanton's widow in 1910 and ran his goat ranch and globe till he died in 1914. Jesus. Uh, John Kenny, the guy who started all the cowboy bullshit, served three years in jail. In 1886, he was let out. Uh, he goes straight and becomes well-respected around Phoenix. He went to the Spanish-American War as a civilian employee. He also claimed that he was a Texas Ranger, uh, so he was called Captain Kinney. And that's bullshit, right? Yep. Okay. He yeah. also claimed to serve with the Rough Riders, which oh, was bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and he dies in 1919, and the Prescott Papers put his obituary on the front page and failed to mention that he was a cowboy asshole. Yeah, yeah. What kind of civilian contractors do they have in, in the Mexican-American War? Blackwater. Yep. Yeah, right. So he's just <laughs> No, I'm sure there was uh, mule, mule skinners, uh, drovers, oh, okay. that kind of shit. All right. I, I just imagine him with like a paper hat, like paper wedge hat, like, hot dogs, get you hot dogs, yeah. like walking around on the battlefield. No, it'd usually be, um, especially some of these guys, well, A, they had a hard time getting, Army had a hard time shipping stock over there anyway, but you right. know, you just still need to haul shit and, you know, you're not going to waste soldiers, like. Well, yeah, they're not going to be as good at, like, droving wagons right, or whatever, right. so. So, in 1885 in Hot Springs, Arkansas, Sheriff Toller gets word that three card sharps were going to break into the gambling hall and replace the Pharaoh dealer's cards with cards they marked. This, this is like some Alex Jones shit. Oh, they got this nefarious plan, but luckily they're telling everybody about it. Yeah, I right. got these papers and, you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? I have the documents. How about you just don't talk about your nefarious shit before you do it? <laughs> Uh, he catches them in the act, and one of the card sharps was Wyatt Earp. Oh. So he spends a little time in jail there. Uh, Nick Earp dies in 1907 in California. Uh, Virgil goes to San Francisco and runs an illegal pharaoh operation there. But finally, after a couple of busts, he moved back to uh, Colton, California there. I love that. It's like, you know pharaoh's legal, right? <laughs> but I don't want to do the illegal one. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough illegal shit. I was lawman for a long time. <laughs> So he works at a constable in Colton when his dad was justice of the peace. That's the thing. Oh, I'm either going to be a criminal or I'm going to be a cop. <laughs> what does that tell you? I don't know. About, They're a little, uh, little closely related. Right. <laughs> then he gets into boxing promotion in San Purdue there. Uh, they go back to Prescott in 1895. And in 1898, he meets his long lost daughter that he hadn't seen in 36 years from his, uh, when they said that he oh, right. was dead in the Civil War. That's right. Uh, 1905, at age 62, he dies of the flu in Goldfield, Nevada, and now he's buried in Portland, where his daughter lived. Oh. Wait, what year? Uh, 1905. Okay. Uh, the youngest Earp, Warren, he drinks too much and had a temper and wish he had the reputation of his brothers. Uh, May 21st, 1883, in Colton, 
Yep. Uh, he was in the saloon by, run by his brother Jim, and he gets into a fight with a man named Blarde. Blarde. <laughs> it's up there with like the Splawn family. <laughs> yep. uh, he fires at him and missed. Uh, deputy managed to get his guns away, but Warren just takes off. He got another gun, and later that night hunted Blarde. Oh, Jesus. Uh, they found each other riding out of town and fired at each other as they rode. No shots hit, uh, and Bellardi was captured by another deputy, and Warren uh, rode out of town, but he wasn't punished for it. Helps if your brother's probably the constable, too. Yeah. Uh, a year later, Warren almost beats a waiter to death in San Berdu. What the fuck? At a Waffle House. <laughs> in 1885... I said pecan, not blueberry, you fucking asshole. In 1885, he opens a saloon in Spokane and shot and wounded his partner there. I'd like the grand opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's supposed to shoot up in the air, not yeah, into my foot. It's like the uh, fucking three amigos where they like oh, kill the kill invisible, invisible swordsman. swordsman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1893 moves to Yuma. Uh, his girlfriend leaves him there because of poor treatment. Warren blames Professor Barons, a popular violinist. He was the, the music teacher we were talking about Ooh, in the first episode. Okay. Blames him for his wife leaving him? Yep. She was fucking the violin teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably because her husband is a fucking piece of shit. And plus, this guy knows how to play violin. Right, exactly. Uh, November 9th, 1893, he asked Bar- uh, Barons to take a walk with him. They get halfway across the bridge over the Colorado, and he grabbed him by the throat and threatened to kill him and throw him in the water. Ooh. Then Warren told him, uh, just give me $100 and I'll let you go. <laughs> Warren's a fucking asshole. Dang, dude. Uh, Baron said he didn't have that kind of money, so they settled on $25. <laughs> we do negotiate with tourists. <laughs> so they walk back into town. Have a drink. Uh, instead of getting the $25, he just goes straight to the sheriff and presses charges. Uh, Warren spends a week in jail. They had the trial, but the judge said it took place on the California side of the bridge, so Warren was let go. In 1900, Warren drifts to Wilcox, Arizona. Uh, he would get drunk and threaten rancher uh, Johnny Boyette. Finally, Boyette had enough and went and got his pistols after Warren abused him. And Boyette fired four shots at Warren and missed. God damn it. Fuck, man. What the hell? These guys are terrible. Uh, Warren ran out and entered through another door. Like Benny Hill. <laughs> he advanced and opened his coat and said he was unarmed. Oh, showed him his, <laughs> showed him his dick. Flashed him his dick. <laughs> uh, Boyette Don't told him. every other crime. Why not indecent exposure? <laughs> right. Uh, Boyett uh, told him to stay back, but Warren kept advancing with a small pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> Thought this one out, didn't you? Uh, Warren gets uh, about 10 feet away, and Boyett shot and killed him through the heart. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like Warren had a fucking death wish. Well, or basalts or some fucking shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Goddamn, what an idiot. Uh, Jim Earp has a little more quiet life. He opens a saloon in Idaho with Wyatt in 1884 in Eagle City. This one up by... Uh... Wallace-ish. Yep. Oh, okay. I drove through there, big, and big, I didn't know I did. Big burn kind of territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also drifts around. Is this... it the bar where the guy caught on fire, and they stomped him out, and then I, he got caught no, on fire? No, so way later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I read something else about that. It was basically a fucking tent with a, you know. Oh, it's like the, the bar from the fucking horse porn book. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And uh, Wyatt uh, gets in a little, he leaves town again because he's. A criminal. Yeah, selling phony, <laughs> phony deeds there. Uh, oh, but, that's, that's a name, Phony Deal. Mm-hmm. Phony Deeds. <laughs> and he also uh, goes with Wyatt and opens a saloon in Nome, Alaska. Yeah. Oh. Jim Earp dies in L.A. in 1926 at age 84. Uh, Maddie Earp, Wyatt's old girlfriend, goes back to sex work and commits suicide in Penal, Arizona in 1883. 
In Penile, Arizona? Yep. Okay. Uh, White goes back to Dodge City with Bat Masterson and to also help out to, Luke back, Short. And also back to sex work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an 18, that's the year after, uh, uh, that they go back and have the, the whole Luke short episode. Yep. Yeah. We're not going to rehash that cause this is long winded as fuck. So mm-hmm. there's a whole episode about Luke short. And I think we, yeah, we did bat also. Yep. We got Batmaster and Luke short. We got all these side quests. Basically. If, Doc holiday. If, they're if, all you're, back if you're still thirsty for some herp after all this shit, we got, yeah, we got Doc holiday, Luke short and bat. And uh, Ben Anderson, or whatever his fucking name was. There's like a Ben something. Uh, ben Thompson. Ben Thompson. Uh, 1887, Doc dies in Glenwood Springs. 1886, White moves to San Diego. And he runs gambling houses there, and he was a boxing ref. And in 1888, he was accused of bribery. I was going to say, he was not a very reputable boxing ref. Nope. <laughs> uh, he was bribing the police to leave his gambling dens alone. In 1890, he moves to San Francisco and gets into horse racing. And while he's there, the San Francisco paper, or Hearst paper, still printing fake stories about him and kind of paints him as a bad guy. I wouldn't say it's completely unfair. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, 1896, the editor, Andrew Long Green Lawrence. Uh, Andrew Long Green Lawrence. <laughs> he was doing some shady shit, too. So he hires Wyatt as a bodyguard, even though he's writing all these shitty stories about him. Uh, at least White now got to kind of ghostwrite stories and refute yeah. the earlier ones Tell that they're printing. Say I shot him in the dick. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, ooh, we got to get to the boxing match in 1896. Oh, yes. Between Ruby Bob Fitzsimmons and Tom Sailor Sharkey. <laughs> uh, ref couldn't be agreed upon, so Wyatt was asked. Uh, there, they had to be disarmed by police because he was carrying a gun into the ring. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to say go? Don't you have to shoot in the air at a boxing match? That'd be funny if one of the boxers grabbed the pistol and tries to shoot, but he has the boxing gloves on, so Yo. it's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> so in the eighth round, uh, Fitzsimmons... Yeah, they, I don't think they used gloves yet, did they? Mm, I think it was 1896? Probably not, huh? Yeah. It was, it was pretty close to around that time yeah, when they yeah. actually did, after they, the 118th person is dead. Well, and then when they stopped having as many rounds as it takes until somebody's head pops off like mm-hmm. a rock and sock robot. <laughs> so in eighth round, Fitzsimmons hits Sharky in the nuts and he goes down. Uh, Wyatt calls it a low blow and awarded the match to Sharky. Yeah. Then he quickly leaves the ring. Because nobody likes that. <laughs> and basically the crowd was confused and then Fitzsimmons yelled out, the ref had given the fight to Sharky in a foul. It's nothing but a robbery. So that's why he left. Right. Uh, the next day, Wyatt was arrested for carrying that concealed weapon into the ring, paid a $50 fine, and the uh, boxing decision was one of the most controversial in boxing history. So he gets more press than this, uh, from this, from the, you know, than the fight in the OK Corral. Right. The fight was actually taken to court, and Wyatt took the stand to refute the claims he took a bribe to call the fight for Sharky. In the end, the judge ruled since boxing was actually illegal in California, he didn't have any way to enforce any of the laws. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just arresting everybody that testified for participating in boxing. Whoa, the modern boxing glove was invented in 1743. Oh. Brainchild of Englishman Jack Broughton. Wow. Oh. Well, there you go. Uh, so Sharky keeps the prize money at $10,000, which Ooh. is. Did you say surprise money? The prize money. Oh, the prize money. Some prize money. I mean, he was surprised when he got jacked in the fucking <laughs> wedding vegetables, but. <laughs> Uh, Wyatt was actually sued by the racetrack for unpaid lunch bills, $209. You know how many fucking grilled cheese? No more. (laughs) 
After that, the papers find out he's still wanted in Arizona for the murder of Frank Stillwell. It's almost like your shady past is catching up to you, Wilder. Uh, oh. no. 1897, uh, Wyatt goes to the Bob uh, Fitzsimmons versus Gentleman Jim Corbett fight in Carson City, Nevada. It was filmed and considered to be one of the world's first uh, feature films. Whoa. Uh, Fitzsimmons won and people rushed to the ring. They were mad that they lost their bets. Uh, Wyatt came up to Fitzsimmons and told him he would shoot anyone that, who would come for him, so he protects him this time. Well, so now he gets to have a gun in the... It'll probably... <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> just a spectator, so... That's oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So he go, Wyatt goes to Nome after that, and in 1899 opens a gambling hall in Seattle. Mm. Ooh, oh, that's right. I think it was right. Uh, I wonder kinda, where that was. Probably down in Pioneer Square. Oh, that's, that's all there was. All Seattle was, was <laughs> fucking Pioneer Square. Uh, so he drifts around Arizona and Nevada for a while. Uh, Is that traveling some bitch? Mm-hmm. All these motherfuckers are. Well, I mean, but like Wyatt Earp especially. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, I mean. They write a, that fictionalized book about Pat Masterson, which include many tales about Wyatt, and it kind of paints him in a good light, so that's why you're, why he's considered a hero today. Is these stories, not not at the time. And then they teamed up with Davy Lightning Eyes Crockett and... <laughs> Lightning Eyes Crockett. Yeah, hunted down Geronimo and Sitting Bull's two-headed monster. Holy shit, somebody, uh, oh, somebody's, co- somebody has colorized that fucking Fitzsimmons uh, uh, Corbett fight. Go on YouTube, it's just uh, Corbett-Fitzsimmons fight, ni- 1897 boxing match. That's a robe you got, and I love his, like, oh yeah. Oh, they got, they got gloves. Yeah, they got gloves on. They punch like pussies. What the fuck? Oh, there we go. There was a good shot. They're just in, like, fucking diapers? Yeah. <laughs> Dude's fucking half his ass is hanging out. He's got, like, underboob yeah, for got, butt. Yeah, they got the undercheek. What the fuck? I'm just trying to see if... Because he said, like, everybody rushes the stage or the, the ring at the end. Let's see what we can do. Show some more it's of this savage, fucking savage wussy uh, putting... It's like watching it's a, boxing. It's like watching a couple of high schoolers fight each other yeah, in the lunchroom. Just, <laughs> I've seen better shit on TikTok. <laughs> right? World star. Uh, oh, they probably, look at this fucking ass, dude. His ass is hanging out of his goddamn booty shorts. Hey, don't hate. That, that's got to get some cakes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Huh. I'll, uh, I'll have to screenshot a couple, of, uh, a couple of those where you can see his butt hanging out. Okay, back to task at hand. So July 1911 in L.A., uh, White approaches uh, J.Y. Peterson. He's a real estate agent. He says, I got a sure thing for you. <laughs> If you would give me $2,500, I'd make sure all the cards were marked. Oh, God. And we could split the earnings. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Peterson knew that if he gave Wyatt the $2,500, he'd never see him again. You are correct. So he went to the cops, and Wyatt was arrested. But the charges were dropped when Wyatt's lawyer pointed out no money had changed hands yet. Oh, fuck you. Thought crimes. Mm -hmm. Except he... Shut up, thought crimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, fine. Uh, Wyatt kind of lays low after that, spending most of his time in L.A. Uh, by the 20s, he was kind of poor, but he becomes friends with uh, Western movie star... Uh, Tom Mix. Tom Mix and William S. Hart, too. In 1927, a book about Wyatt comes out. It painted Wyatt as the line of Tombstone and kind of helped fix his reputation, though it was mostly fictionalized, though. But like did it, they made him an actual, like, wear lion or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He didn't see any money from that book, but the next year he gets Stuart Lake to help him write his biography. Wait, this is 1927? Yep. And he's still alive? Yeah. Yep. What the fuck? 
So it kind of paints him as the perfect lawman in that book, and it was an even bigger success, and it served as the basis for all the 1950s movies. Wow. A lot of which she doesn't have a mustache in. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the cowboys fucking had mustaches unless they were bad guys, because we, <laughs> oh, right. you know only scumbags have facial hair That's in right. the 50s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Wyatt finally dies January 13th, 1929, at age 80, and didn't see much of the book's success or the money, so he kind of dies poor. Wow. Wow. The end. Kinda. It's like, it, it, I say this every time, it never ceases to amaze me when they lived it into the like 30s and shit, fit even into the 50s. But with somebody like Wyatt Earp, I had no fucking clue he made it that far. Never got shot, apparently. Never got wounded. No. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Man, what a turd. Well, you gotta remember, half the fights he was in, he'd just bonk people in the head before they're allowed to do anything. Right, right. Um... Oftentimes in gunfights, you know, he's got a bunch of other assholes shooting with him. Like the impressive ones at Cottonwood fucking Springs where mm-hmm. he gets ditched and somehow it doesn't get hit. Yeah, yeah. But there's also, you got to also remember there's a fair chance that the guys they're fighting with are shit-faced or, you know. Right. And, you know, scared and it's old weapon, you know. But I mean. Old inaccurate weapons. But meanwhile, his brothers are fucking bullet sponges. and <laughs> Right. You know. Holy shit, dude. So, oh, man. It's just, it's crazy that it's ba- it was basically like. Two criminal enterprises fighting against each other this whole time, the Clantons and the fucking Earps, and, and then like, and it's a lot of just legal, they all become legal, lawmen. Well, and there's all just kind of like I'm legal technicalities. You I'm taking you to court. I'm right. taking you to court. Fuck you. I'm taking you to court. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's the American way. I'm gonna sue you. Yeah. And if then I don't get that, then when I shoot you while you're feeding your dog noodles or whatever, or playing <laughs> pool. <laughs> fucking hell, man. So wow, that was fun. Wow! Fuck the herbs. Yeah, especially well, that youngest one. At the one. end, they just kind of give up and just yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get old, you get tired. Your arm stops working because you've been shot in it. <laughs> I'm I'm also surprised. Like uh, in the sex trade for so long, like none of them got like syphilis and had their fucking face fall off. You or don't know that. <laughs> Treatment, by that time, treatments for syphilis were getting a little more. You know, I think was there penicillin yet or no? I don't know. I think there was. I, I think know. antibiotics were. Eh, yeah, I think so because I think it was like the mid 1800s. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Oh shit! 1928 was when penicillin came oh, out. Oh, guess guess you missed that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's what killed him, the penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if his I, penis illing. Be like if I ate a vegetable. <laughs> And he ate some celery and a tomato wedge and keeled over. <laughs> Cause of death. Salad. It thinned out his gravy stream too much. <laughs> um. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, that was very enlightening. And, um, very long. And very long. It, I think the what the next one we're going to do is kind of along the same lines. Well, here's what we're going to do next. Uh, like, listeners hopefully shouldn't notice a gap, but uh, we've got kind of... Uh, Tony's going on a hiatus for a couple weeks, so we're... We're filling up some stuff, but what we decided to do is we're going to do a uh, a special about uh, the making of the movie Tombstone. Yeah. So if you, if you're fucking puking over the herps now, well, get ready to puke over fictionalized herps. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I can't wait. Um, so everybody uh, in the like listening on, so you have the homework. Is you need to watch Tombstone, rewatch Tombstone, because I'm yes. sure you've all seen it. Because half the reason we're doing this fucking podcast in the first place is that's 90% of Americans' knowledge of the Old West comes from watching that movie and Young Guns 2. And Back to the Future 3. And Back to the Future 3. And po- some Popeye cartoons. Uh, 
That one episode of MacGyver. Uh, no, no, there was a. It was a two part, and then they had another. It was actually on the other day when I opened the bar. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There are two different um, MacGyver Wild West episodes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the plan the for Bigfoot jumps out off a boat. Oh shit! Also, I showed you that fucking MacGyver tape oh, yeah. I got at the garage sale. I played it at the bar. Someone had taped over MacGyver with a fucking basketball game. Oh. God damn it! I was so fucking pissed. You thought a you dollar. found a treasure and you found dog shit. Well, I'm going back to West Seattle. I'm going to throw it in this lady's Well, lawn. you got to do do the research. Maybe it's some basketball game with like a historical value. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, Maybe I'm it's not watching one where they like, storm into the crowd and start like, a fight yeah, with the... Wilt, Wilt, <laughs> Cham- Wilt Chamberlain gives Larry Bird the people's elbow or something. I don't even think... That, do those guys even play at the same time? No. No, no absolutely not. That's, why it, that's what makes it up is like Wilt Chamberlain came out of fucking retirement. Pops out of a fucking... Like the fucking, Rick and, like the fucking Undertaker. Yeah. Pops maybe out of a Rick maybe you watch portal. him fuck like a thousand ladies. Hey, there yeah. you go. I mean, if that's how basketball is about, I'd be all the way fucking down. Yeah, why isn't there like you know how they always try to do like extreme football every decade or so and then yeah. it fails? Whatever, where, where's the extreme basketball where like fouls or oh, every, extra points? And, yeah, but also everybody gets like a like a one medieval weapon yeah. that you can carry around with you. It's yeah, like road we'll, rash. You we'll get a chain. Well, what was that? Wasn't there? Was I think it was a football yeah, was like a, game with the ogres and XFL. Well, no, it's, it's like pro wrestling and football mixed together. No, it was fucking like ogres and Viking dwarf looking guys, like what? medieval looking fuckers playing football. No, they're what? like little, like yeah, they're little like orcs and shit. What the fuck? Versus like, wait, is it a video game? Yeah, I think it was oh, like Sega okay. or something. I was, I thought, I thought you, we were living in alternate timelines or something. Yes. Like, no. Oh, you don't have orc neighbors? No. You know, <laughs> like most Bright? of my orc neighbors, their kids are going to school on football scholarships. You know, you like, ever watch that fucking movie Bright? Yes, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> You know, I think it got a lot more shade than it deserved. It was kind yeah, of it was fun. interesting. It was interesting. That was uh, that was done by the son of the guy that did uh, Animal House. Oh yeah, okay. That everybody canceled. Yeah, because yeah. fucking turd. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he only just because he got two little kids killed on set. Oh, I just oh, watched Spies the, Like Us. I thought you were talking about the making of uh, the fucking uh, not Friday the Teeth uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now we're off topic. Yeah. I think it's time to go out in a hail. Of Tombstone Pizza Fire. Gross. Actually, that's not as not as bad as Tony's or Jack's. Jack's is the worst. 